welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. No, no. What? Too many. Can't do it. Why not? Community. Okay. Ah. Ah. Whoa, dude. Why? <laughs> no need for all the sound effects, bro. Go ahead and record. Um. Hit record. I did. <laughs> We're already. Oh, you did. I did. When did you start it? Well, seconds. When ago. you had your hand on my thigh. My. <laughs> but it's never on your thigh. Are you sure? Oh, that's my hand. My bad. What are we drinking? <laughs> Oh jeez! Do not resuscitate. There might be a reason why. <laughs> so we're 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 one, we're we're one and a half beers in. You hit record, right? Um, you did. All right, we're one and a half beers in. I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> no, it's it's recording. You're one and a half. I'm almost done. It's oh, a good beer. Ten percent, but doesn't taste like it. Not an IPA. Um. It's a very complex experience to be enjoyed in moderation. It, it made DJ's <laughs> top five very quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's never even claimed that, but I just know it to be fact. Oh, yeah. You know this is definitely a beer I'll always get. Mm-hmm. 10%, 30 IBUs, which means very, very low bittery. The fruit that's in it. It's amazing. I, I you The reason why I've heard the story, like DNR, do not resuscitate because they knew that it was going to knock some people out like as easy as this beer is to drink i get why they only put in a four pack 10 percent. yeah that's scary very scary so we're drinking dnr from coop ale works if you're in the state of oklahoma you got to get it if you're not in the state of oklahoma you got to find it cheers yes but i don't i'm running pretty low yeah on cheersing yeah definitely I truly believe you're running really low on cheerleading. Truly. I think I'll have some pomegranate and cheerleading. Truly. Oh, oh nice man, I'm here. slurring already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, blow through this pod mm-hmm. intro real quick. they got a whole hour to listen to in a minute. Yeah, it is It is a very hourly long podcast. But it didn't feel like it. It didn't. It flowed very fast. listening to it if it feels like listening to an hour. Yeah. Because recording it was like, like 30 minutes. It was breeze. Yep. So we had George on. He is from Exclusive uh, Detailing in Oklahoma City. Hey. hey. Part of the Detailers of Oklahoma group. And so we drink an Oklahoma beer. We talk about George got to start watching YouTube videos. I think it's. We had some good discussion around. We did. Um, the stigma of starting a business off of YouTube. Versus going to trainings, versus going to whatever, and uh, some good, good, good. And then the idea of you had people that read that wrote books, and then people that learn detailing off of reading books, and that's one generation. Correct. You've got a new generation that is watching YouTube videos, and that is the way they're learning. What's going to be next? And who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
So good perspective in this uh, podcast for sure. Very good perspective about that. And then we talk, um, we we dive into what we've never dove into. We've never talked about religion. We touch here and there just organically. Okay, but we've never topic. You're right. Discuss religion and how, if you're religious or non-religious, should you incorporate that into your business? I don't know, but stay tuned. Ooh, hey, we'll find out. Well, <laughs> keep touching my thigh. I'm not get touching there. your gosh damn thigh. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is a Detailers of Oklahoma edition. Sort of. Sort of. TJ's in a shirt. I didn't even notice. How did you not notice, man? It's on my body. That's awesome. Yeah. I wasn't checking you out, but. Ah, that's where you went wrong. That's where you went wrong. Should have been looking you up more. I mean, truly, you really should have been. Truly, I should have. If I was going to build community. Ah, nice. Started off early. All right. Started off early. Let's clink the cans together, drinking our side beers right now. Oh, so delicious. George, introduce yourself, man. What's up? My name's George. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, bro? <laughs> What's up? What's up? My name's George. Your name is George. Uh, tell us your uh, company name, all that stuff. Uh, exclusive detail in Oklahoma City, uh, off the expressway. Uh, Walmart. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing much, nothing much else to say. Open to grow, open to learn. Yeah, definitely. So you picked a, uh, you picked an Oklahoma beer. You're out of Oklahoma City. DNR. Why'd you pick DNR? Uh, there's this place. I don't. I think there's one in Tulsa called McNeely's. Yeah, McNeely's. Uh, I, mean, I go there. I try to go there almost every Wednesday. And For uh, is that is that uh, five dollar burger night? Yeah. Yeah. The best. DJ's been to McNeely's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a long night at McNeely's one night. I was. DJ especially had a long night. <laughs> I was pounding Tank 7. I didn't realize that Tank 7 was like, what, 9%? I mean, 8.5. And I'm like, I had a six-pack of it at the bar. And, oh, boy. Yeah. That was a rough couple days afterwards. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so you were at McNally's. You go there, and you've had it there, or what? Yeah, that's where I really just kind of found it. I mean, they have so many options. And my my buddy actually uh, recommended it to me. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good, so I mean that's that's what I usually get when I go over there. Man, it's beyond pretty good. It's 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 a very good complex beer, lots of different flavors to it. Yeah. Um, a little scared, which is why we got some side beers. I'm scared because look at the look at the label. Yeah. I mean, dude's dead. <laughs> yeah. DNR, do not resuscitate from Coop Ale Works. Um, 10%, which is... My favorite, and it's not an IPA. The old DJ's favorite. Exactly. The new DJ... Come on, man. 30... <laughs> Can we get over that by now? No. He won't let how me... how many times do you call me old over the past couple of years? You're 40-something so years old. Now that you're feeling old, I have to rub it back in every single... I'll let it so rest. you'll rub it in, but I'll... you won't check me out? Oh, I'll rub it out, too. Wow. Um, but, 
uh, but yeah, so we uh, we grabbed some little side. Speaking of being old, yeah, I had posted that photo <laughs> earlier in the week on the Pines and Polishing podcast. It was IG truly page. a good photo. It was truly Blah. a good photo of being old and drinking mm. truly. So, but they're so good, and we thought, you know what? I need we needed to get something. We couldn't just drink a bunch of these at ten point. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, okay, no way. We should. We should water it down with some water every once in a while. It's like, hey, you know, we can be old men and drink Trulies. Yeah, you, you know, I'll, I'll partake on being old for one day with you, just, yeah. just for y'all sacrifice and my youngness to be old with you. And they have a new version out that is tropical, so we had to grab those. But I love the, I love the, the beer DNR, man. Good choice, good choice. Yeah. Enjoy it. Cheers to community. Cheers. <laughs> All right, so George, uh, we first met, I believe, right at uh, Rad Auto Detailing's Detailer of Oklahoma group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at uh, Josh's place. Yeah. So detail for everybody else, you know, we try and talk about it as much as we can. Detailers of Oklahoma is a community. Hey. Of detailers that are just in the state of Oklahoma. DJ and I created the group about three years ago coming out of SEMA where we said, okay, you know, we're running into all these other groups of people and all these other detailers that have, you know, know, like groups. So we were like, why don't we create a group of professional detailers in Oklahoma and that way we could have Uh, community. <laughs> Hold on, we can't we can't say the word yeah, we can. We can that much. It. Not with overdo this beer. Not, oh, yeah, not not with not beer. with this beer. So calm down on the word. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> on that word. Yeah, on that <laughs> word. Just just hold off. But so uh, it's been really fun to grow the group, uh, and definitely a lot of people have come in. We've we've had some moments when you have a when you're trying to create and. Not, I'm not doing this to cheers, but when you try and create a community, right, it, it's just like a, a large family. There's going to be multiple personalities. <laughs> you know, there's there's going to be people with big heads. There's going to be people that are <laughs> Small heads like you. Small heads like me. Uh, you know. But there's going to be a mixture of people, right? And so there's been moments of heated conversations inside the group there's been uh people that got removed from the group you know but i i think it's a a good teamwork of a bunch of detailers here in the state that and dj wearing the shirt uh gotta represent marty yeah you're definitely representing you have done what we've talked about like when you need help and you want to refer work having a community of detailers oh that, my you goodness. Can, that you can network with beneficial to your customers and your, Super. your company, yeah. right? We get phone calls every day, and if we can't take the work and we have overflow, um, I can post in the group, and I tell the people on the phone, look, I've got a large pool of detailers in one group, and I can probably get you someone out there in the next 24 hours, and usually it works out. Or through the uh, group and the <clears> – <throat> <laughs> the uh, camaraderie that we have there. Uh, I've had some guys that have come out and work with us before um, on big jobs because certain things. So, yeah, it's nice. George, what have you gotten out of being in it? Out of uh, Detailers Unite? 
Uh, what group is that? I have no idea what you're talking about there. I'm talking about oh. Detailers of Oklahoma. Yeah, Detailers of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> that other group. <laughs> oh, another, I think it might be another group. Uh, yeah, man, you guys don't even know. I mean, we, I just partnered with somebody um, from the group, and, you know, we're trying to build a, a business that's going to take over completely mobile and have a shop location as well. Well, that's so awesome. You uh, said from the group? What do you mean? Yeah, like another yeah, detailer that's in the Detailers of Oklahoma, you guys. Yeah. So that's cool. So instead of being your enemy or your competitor, you actually, because there was a, a group of people. Well, they got together. They got together called a community. <laughs> <laughs> you, <Yay>. are, <laughs> you, you're now working with them as a partner. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've been talking over it. And, uh, I mean, we're talking second day in, and it's going great. Like it's it's going really good, um, and I've gotten plenty, you know, of jobs, and I've given plenty of jobs away. And I've never thought, you know, being uh, your own business, how the restaurant business is in, in my family that my dad owns a business, um, is very competitive, and you know, it's it's not something that, you know, I'm gonna go down to the restaurant, this restaurant, and be like, hey, if you're too busy, send me some some hungry people. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a lot better that you know we can all talk to each other we can all pass each other work and you know we're all making money we're all happy cheers to community (laughs) (laughs) dj's gonna regret coming up with that word (laughs) the word is great it's it's when you're drinking a high point beer and all you say is that word over and over again Um, all right, so George, tell us about your business. Tell us how you got started. Give us give us the background story of who you are as a business owner. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I was uh, working at Discount Tire for a couple of years. Uh, I worked my way up from a technician to a assistant manager. Um, and it was, you know, it was a great job, but it was just not something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, and then... You know, out of nowhere, you know, I've, I've always liked to clean cars. I've, I've always detailed my own cars. I bought my first uh, uh machine when I was 16 years old. I didn't even know what it was, really. I just bought it just because it looked cool. And I would start, you know, polishing my, my cars. So when you were 16, how old are you now? 21. Okay. So five years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous. And I, I still use that same machine. That, that machine almost touches every single car. Was that <laughs> the sure original? Was that the original? The ES, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Bigfoot? Yeah, the Bigfoot ES 21. Um, did you keep the I mean, big backing plate or did you go down to the smaller backing plate? No, I, I kept the uh, original backing plate. Um, oh. But I mean, I have obviously had to replace them already, but it's, it's still the same size. I just had to cut the, you know, that had that problem in the back where they were uh, getting stuck. I just cut the shroud off, and you know it's uh, working good. Um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I mean, uh, I just out of nowhere, I, I decided that you know I'm gonna start doing this, and put in my two weeks' notice, and in between those two weeks, I you know started making business cards, making flyers, put a giant sticker on the back of my car. And How many years ago was this? This was uh, officially. Years and a couple weeks. Okay, so 2017. 
Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. So you and, put in uh, your notice and mm-hmm. just started cleaning cars? Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I got, I would go to the mall and I would just put flyers and cards on, on cars. And that's pretty much what I would do. And uh, Old school. Yeah, I mean, the old-fashioned way, I didn't really have any social media or any, uh, any way of, uh, you know, really advertising myself. I didn't really have a lot of money because I spent pretty much everything I had in savings for, you know, uh, extractor, uh, some more uh, chemicals and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, it, it was just out of nowhere. Uh, so do you care if I ask, and completely I get it, what, what type of budget are we talking about? A budget of about fifteen to two thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred to two thousand. And then so you opened your business let's just call it two grand. So you opened your business with two grand? Basically, yeah, and that was all on a credit card. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I had no actual cash. Well, I mean I had some some cash to give me by, you know, for a week. But I had to find work every every day. If not, you know, I wasn't gonna make it. Bro, I totally totally remember that. Yeah. You know, we had lunch. Uh, was really grateful you came in, um, in the town, and we went and had lunch, and you know, we shared some stories, which is cool. Which is why I wanted you know to have you on. I, I you know from a couple different aspects, but definitely for that that you know startup phase, I would love. There's so many guys that wonder if they should, um, you know, leave the job that they're at, open up a detailing business or, you know, anything that in that, that line, you know, what, what prompted you, you know, what, what drove, what drove you to really making that leap? What, what was it? Well, I mean, I just was thinking, I mean, if I've, I've always wanted to, so in the back of my head, I always thought, you know, I'm going to do my own thing one day, whether it's open a restaurant, you know, have a detail shop or be a mechanic and have my own mechanic shop or something. I wanted to have my own place. And so I was thinking, you know, I, you know, I'm really young. I don't really have too many responsibilities right now. If I don't do it now, it's going to be even harder if I have When you get family, old like Marty. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say okay. You laugh though, but, so you confirmed. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't have as much uh, things to pay. Honestly, I mean, I was saving some money, uh, living with my parents, and uh, you know that that definitely helped out. Um, I mean, I still had stuff to pay, but you know, it's still motivation at the end of the day. Well, I think I I, I love it. DJ has a similar story of working for somebody and deciding to start detailing cars and out of out of the trunk of his car he starts going around mobile detailing cleaning cars you know i i was similar also you know <laughs> when y'all weren't even born yet I hey not. when were you born dude George. 21 97 yeah oh, okay you were born but 02 in 2002 i'm working for somebody at a and, and it, my story is I was grew up working through the church planned on being a pastor or missionary or you know whatever that I still could never figure that out I graduated and was working at a church 
and was miserable. Just couldn't stand it. And uh, Buddy had said, hey, why don't you clean cars? Like, he had seen somebody out at a, a grocery store cleaning cars mobile and said, hey, why don't you do that? And, like, okay. Yeah, like, okay. I'm having Chinese food. Sure, man. And I just go, okay. You're having Chinese food? Having Chinese food. Go like, figure. Uh, okay. I like cleaning. I had a Zuzi rodeo. I like, I like cleaning my rodeo. Why not? Okay. Went out and got a loan, and I had $4,000 to spend on a trailer, and I did, you know, I tried to do as much as I could with that, with power washer and trailer and all that. Uh, and just literally just then started cleaning cars and then quit my job very quickly afterwards. So from a 40-year-old to a 30 to a 20, like, it's just cool that <laughs> through the generations, we have detailers that have a very similar story. Oh, yeah. Sure. What would you say to fellow detailers that are questioning whether they should or not? What would you say to them? to encourage them to take the leap? Well, I mean, I, I got a buddy that's in the same same boat. I mean, he loves to work with me. He loves to do his own thing. And I tell him, you know, man, if, you, if you're young or even if you're old, I mean, just... Like who? Old like who? I mean, um, when you think of old, who do you think about? Even if you're old. <laughs> Good job, man. Uh, just look at your sit down, look at your expenses and, you know, you don't necessarily have to quit your job, you know, like all some of us did, you could, you know, just Do go part-time part -time. and yeah. uh, start somewhere, you know, if, if you have a family, you got to support them, you know, there's, I know guys that will take over a night shift and then work during the day, um, but there's always going to be excuses not to do it, I mean, there's going to be, you know, money there's going to be family there's going to be so many things that are going to keep you from doing it but you know i mean is if you never take that leap you're never gonna you know see what happens that's true what if you fail i mean there's always going to be problems and failures i mean even now that i own a, a business that i think is you know work maintaining itself i mean there's still going to be issues and problems with customers with cars and stuff like that but you know you learn from every failure so i mean if one business fails you know you might have another idea you know try that one i mean there was uh i can't even marty knows all now. marty knows all about that he started to yeah. chuckle <laughs> so it's so funny like, so marcus uh one of one of our team members that also owns his own detailing business and does work with us we were talking earlier today i was like listen man almost the only way i learn is by failing now like yeah i almost have to fail at something to learn oh that's how you do it and it was funny dj chuckling i the reason you know what if you fail? I have failed at so many things. So many. No, I think you just had a shit ton of ideas. And I guess once you got hyper-focused on all your ideas falling in the same industry. Is but when not even the same industry. No, no, but, but, no, that's what I'm saying. The room we're in right now we'll, was supposed to be a what? A lice removal a business. A lice removal yeah. business. 
So I subleased the front office area of, of the warehouse where Total Auto Solutions is, and their front office before I came in as the tenant was supposed to be a lice removal company. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Hey, just had an opportunity. It was going to make a run at it, but it just it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, cell phone store. Yeah, I had cell phone store. Like, so <laughs> I totally get the failure part. Like, I've had a lot of shit to fail. Oh, man. And it's like, hey, as long as you're still there and you're still – I try not to ever get into heavy debt. Try not to, to push out too far financially. But as long as you can keep trying something else, you're there to breathe and live another day, right? That's right. And maybe at 42, I'll be okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, no, I, I – I, I think that's a very valid point for everybody, and I'm really glad that you mentioned it. I think it's a very valid point for everybody. Okay, so if you fail, try something new, you know? Yeah. And and if, especially if you're young, you got so many opportunities, right? How many times do I look at you, DJ, and go, man, bro, you're 30. Yeah. You still got a long ways to go. I get it. And you're saying this to him, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. But when you're saying to me, I'm like, bro, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I should be further. So, DJ, thinking back as a 21-year-old, 20, 22, 20, in that, what would you tell George? You know, it's, look at him, man. He's, he's quit his job. He's then built his own business, and now he's partnering with another guy to even go even further. Uh, I feel like you've got a great head on your shoulder. I think we talked about in the last podcast as far as what you do is – if you would go back or something like that. Anyways, it's just really stack your money. Just save everything you get. And if you want to, I think you should reinvest into your business to be more efficient and more profitable and so forth. But I think in the earlier eight, in the earlier days, it's more about um, stacking and building a reserve um, so that you can grow. And then at one point, if you want to take on a big, I don't know, if you want to take on debt or whatever it is, I mean, if you want to grow and expand, you have the cash to do it opposed to living like some young guys just car by car, check by check. I mean, you get a bunch of money in the in the good months, and you blow it all on whatever your lifestyle. Yeah. And and then now you're like you're not a detailing business in the winter because you got to go work somewhere else just to get like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of young yeah. guys that do that, but it's something you've got a great head on your shoulders. You know, being a young guy, so I feel like you're on the right you're on the right path. You're further than a lot of guys. But speaking to the young guys that are your age now, I really think firmly, I firmly believe in building a reserve early. And reinvesting in your business and not going and in, in, in making a, uh, <coughs> I guess, a lifestyle out of it in a sense, early, premature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely started learning that already. I mean, I up to this year, pretty much, I was living detail by detail. You know, once I got a good job, I'd blow it off. You know, let's go eat. That's and right. That's the first thing I used to do is go eat, man. Eat good, let's too. Go, I'm starving. Let's go to Olive Garden. Let's go. To yep, fifty dollar meals. Brazil. Yep, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean wherever. But uh, a good thing that really helped me out um, was Josh Parks actually re- recommended me reading uh, Profit First, um, which is a book. I don't even remember who the author is, but you know I'm not really a reader. I'm not really a person that will read books but you know for the business i was like well why not you know let me give it a shot ever since i read that book you know it's really 
put me in a financial position where I don't live detail by detail anymore. And I, I never thought I could do that because I'm like, well, maybe I'm not that busy. I'm actually, I would say, a little bit less in cars. I'm a little bit, I, I kind of changed my pricing a little bit, but the point is that, um, you know, I don't live detail by detail anymore, and I love it because I kind of have room where I don't, I don't need a phone call. I don't need to do a car in up to like a month, and and I'll be set. And and in as little as a couple months, you'd be surprised what you can do, and the the strategy it gives. So profit first. I'm sure they have it on Audible. Some detailers that listen to like uh, myself, yeah, myself as well, listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks. So I'm sure that that that's probably on Audible. And you can yeah. listen to it because, yeah, we don't have, I mean, not many people have time to sit down and read books, us, us oh, young yeah. folks. No, I mean, I Marty might I have time oh. to sit down and read a book because he's a little Shit. bit older, but. Really? <laughs> he's probably less time than all of us put together. But, but no, yeah, that's, that's a great, I'm going to look that up. I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure there's an audible, but you really, if you want to read the book, you can, but it's got the whole strategy in the back of the book just to give you a little shortcut. Um, I like shortcuts. It, yeah, I mean, but if you want to learn the, the, the behind the Cliff logic notes. of Cliff reading, notes. But reminds me of it, school. It's really good. I, the, the way it, it's, it's set up has, even if you're already living detail by detail and you think there's no way I can do it, you know, it's, it, I started doing it with some $50 details, $100 details, and, you know, now I'm, I'm not living detail by detail, and I love it. Awesome. Nicely done, man. Let's talk about this beer. Let's talk about it because it's. Uh, we're almost done with the first one. I get it. I told you if I remembered it being actually a really good beer, and if it's ten percent, like it could be in trouble very fast. Yeah. What it's you truly a good beer. It truly is. Yeah. It, what do you taste? Um. Mm. Definitely got some flavor. Um. I taste some European malts. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you even know what that is? <laughs> candy sugar and uh, traditional Trappist yeast is kind of coming at the tip. A little bit of dried just fruit, tip. just, just a tip. A little bit of dried notes of dried fruit and cinnamon and vanilla. I was going to say I taste the fruit. I, I do taste the fruit, though. And, like, and, 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 and to you, be serious, yes. You would yes. not expect, when you drink, like you could literally just keep crushing this. This it's is one of those nights where so at, at McNeely's where I'm like, what did I do last night? I just, just oh, I yeah. don't recommend this at McNeely's. I recommend it at your back porch. Literally, we are home. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. This because is, it is an incredible, smooth, fruity. It's a very complex flavor. experience yeah. to be enjoyed in moderation. Oh, whatever. Keep uh, reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy it in moderation. I like how they put that, though. It makes like, sense. It's going to make the end of this podcast very interesting. Oh, gosh. That's all I got to say. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got a loaded question at the end, huh? <laughs> All right, George. So, yeah. Let's hop into it. <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> 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 You're the best. <laughs> so, we, when we were at lunch, um, we talked about, you know, I, I might have even asked you, how'd you get started? Uh, and you mentioned that that you watched a lot of YouTube videos, and that's how you learned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was a lot of questions that were going to happen. 
we tried. We thought it would be cool to have. We were going to have a big YouTuber guy on last week. I failed once again. If anybody, I had some people DM me and they're like, "Hey, so did you mean Luke, the guy?" Like, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, that guy." So I think some people were going to try and reach out to him, but we were supposed to have Luke Wilson on from Wilson Auto Detailing. That's a huge YouTuber um, to to get some understanding of what he does and all. You know, very talented in, in the way he does it. Um, and then when you had mentioned that you learned a lot of how you learn to detail from watching YouTube videos for us in the older generation. And I, I really want to make that a point. I, I, it is the way technology is changing the way we consume entertainment, the way we watch things. It's only a matter of time when it starts to affect the way we learn. And especially when you look at our industry, the way technology is changing what we do. There used to be a preconceived no, you know, idea that if you watched YouTube to learn detailing, eh, you know, I don't know, but let's go yeah. back to when you started, DJ. Yeah. How did you learn? Fucking up a lot By of fucking up. And so if you could watch somebody else, yeah. would that have helped you? Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. Like if I had a tutorial that I could watch while I'm laying on my couch or if I'm at my job that I don't want to be at and I could just watch YouTube videos <laughs> to learn how to grow a business that I wanted to start, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So, George, tell us about what made you go into that like, and – Tell us about that process of learning to detail um, off of YouTube. Um, well, I mean, it's definitely a lot of people. If, I mean, if you tell a lot of people that, hey, I learned off YouTube, they're going to look at you like, oh, so you're that $50 guy or you're that, you know, the, the, the cheap guy. Because and you said YouTube and that you learned off of YouTube? Yeah. You know, they'll they'll think it to where, oh, you can go to a class or, or you're just doing this as a side thing, you know, or, you know, you're not really into it. You're just doing trying to make some extra money on the side. That's what I've gotten from some people. Um, but, I mean, other, other than that, I mean, some people, they don't care. You know, they as long as you get the job done, get the job done, you know, they don't care how you do it or where you learn how to do it, you know. Um but, but I mean, so you yeah. so if you learned off of YouTube, what does that mean? Um, what does that mean? I mean, did uh, you watch videos every day? Was it? Did you search specific oh, yeah. types of videos? Walk me through that process. Uh, I think Chemical Guys has a really good marketing because they <laughs> they got a lot of people into watching their old videos with that guy that's from Masterson's now. But Greg, yeah, Greg. Um, man, I, I'd watch his videos all night. I don't know why. I, I would just, yeah, I thought it was so fun. Like He's full of personality. Like, yeah, yeah, he's got, he had that attitude. I don't know that about that. That dude has guy. the energy even off the camera. Exactly. And the, the other guy, I mean, not so much, but when I was starting, it was mostly just videos of Greg. And, man, I, I would literally stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning watching all the Chemical Guys videos and I was like, man, this product is awesome. Oh, look what this can do, man. I, I was really into it. 
Um, and that's what really kind of motivated me to, to really jump in, jump on it, because I loved how all those products would work, you know, on, on the videos and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I can do that. You know, it doesn't seem that hard. You know, this with this product, don't make it easy. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's a different mindset for everybody. And you, do you feel, I mean, how do you feel about it? About learning on YouTube? I mean, there's, there's gonna, there's gonna be some way you, you gotta learn it. I mean, nowadays, that's basically where a lot of people search up, they don't know how to do it, YouTube it, you know? If you don't know how to, like right now, we're, we're taking, we're taking some seats out of a car, and luckily, one of our guys knows how to take it out, but, you know, sometimes it can be a complex seat, or, or doing, fixing your car, like, something simple like uh, changing the battery maybe this one's battery is a little different than normal okay well let me look it up so i mean there's a lot we all look at videos on how to's and how to do stuff so i don't think it's you know if somebody tells me i learned on youtube i'm like well you know that's good you had the ambition to you know watch it you know you sat down and you paid attention and now you're using what you've learned and sometimes you'll learn mistakes from other people that'll say, hey, don't do this because this is what happens. And sometimes I, I like visual better than reading. So if I were to read a book over detailing, I'd be asleep early at nine o'clock. Okay. But watching those videos is different. That's exactly one of the points I was going to make because there's some people that are older than us that made their name in the industry off of writing books. And now you see guys that are making a name for themselves in the industry because they are doing videos on YouTube. So it's really just the cycle of the way our industry is going to go. And when we look back in 40 years, 30 years, are some of the guys that are big YouTube stars now going to be the, let's, let's just, you could even say Mike Phillips who wrote books. You could talk about some of the big names that are in our industry now. They used to do YouTube videos. No, I'm just saying, like, what's going to be new then? Those, we're well, but about, I mean, if, if, if there's people that are like, well, I wrote the book so-and-so, like, That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Now you got the, like. I was a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, but now there'll be something in 40 years, mm -hmm. totally new. What's that going to be? I've got a few ideas, but. What are they? I mean, VR is definitely coming. But by 40 years, that might be. Oh, it'll be far surpassed by Yeah. Now. Yeah. So. Um, on your uh, with YouTube, did you just were you just learning more technical detailing skills, or were you looking for how to grow, how to scale, how to build a business as well? Um, or did that just come naturally to you? Somewhat. I mean, I would look up definitely how tos, like how to you know polish a car, how to apply a ceramic coating, um, how you know a, a lot of how tos on it. Um, business side, um, that's when I would get a little bit more into reading. Gotcha. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess because financial wise, I felt better if I, if somebody read it, uh, if somebody wrote it, you know, they took the time and maybe they're, you know, a little bit more educated on, on stuff like that. So I don't know, maybe that that's just the mindset I had. I didn't really put much thought into it, but, um. I mean, this is why, and a lot of the things that I've learned, I, I just had to do it from experience. So biz, I look more for how-tos and anything on the business side. 
let me jump in real quick. I wanted, I didn't get a clear train of thought of what I was trying to say there about Mike Phillips. What I was meaning is some of the biggest names in our industry, part of their journey has been to write things. Some of the younger guys that will be eventually the big names like a Mike Phillip in our industry might have gotten their start by doing YouTube videos. And I think that's what I, I felt like maybe somebody could have taken what I said and flipped the script and been like, oh, you were talking shit. I'm like, I wasn't talking shit. I was just trying to make an analogy between the two different of what what's happening now in our industry with that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think okay. I just want to like. No, you're good. Right? Yeah, no. Like, I, I know you don't want you. The, you don't want somebody going, hey, Mike Phillips, guess what? Like, hey, <laughs> no. Guess what Marty said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, th- I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> All right. All right, so when when you started watching videos, did you then, I guess if you watched Chemical Guys videos, you bought Chemical Guys products? Oh, yeah. Okay, so then when you watch YouTube videos and you're learning your craft off of YouTube, you literally just watch a video, get that product, and try and mimic what's in the video, or what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I would uh, watch the watch the video and look at the product and see, um, you know, first of all, see how much it costs, and then if I had enough money, I would order it, try it out for myself, and, and see how it would work, you know. And chemical guys, I mean, they, they get some people give them a bad rap, but I mean, they they have pretty decent products. I mean, it, it's definitely not for everybody. It's not for, uh, in my opinion, for a professional detailer that uses a lot of products and doesn't, you know, there's there's products out there that will do the same job and a little bit less expensive. They're definitely for the uh, weekend warrior type of people so that's that's when i had to you know kind of change things up so perhaps chemical guys is more for the diy the you know the uh like you said weekend warriors because i mean the price point for doing using that product line on volume would be ridiculous right yeah okay yeah exactly it was to the point where i was spending hundreds of dollars when I wasn't Uh making as much, you know. When I first started, I wasn't making hundreds. Yeah, I was using them as well. When I first started out, I was the same as you. I I didn't do a lot of YouTube, but, like, just I saw a lot of their stuff online, and I was, you know, I used a lot of their stuff in the earlier days, and then it became like, hold on, you know, this is, for this 16-ounce bottle, it's costing me X amount of dollars. I could buy, you know, this and do quadruple the work with it. it Is that what they mostly sell is small... They do a lot Ready of to use bottles. Yeah, well, they have some gallons of stuff, don't but they? But there's no concentrate. Well, there's mm. a few concentrates, like the Waterless, I believe, and some other stuff. But it's it's mostly it's all mostly for DIY. I mean, you if you're DIY, are cool. Like no, like use whatever you want to use. Like, Chemical Guys, that's awesome. I mean, they got a, they're a great company. Yeah. But for guys like myself or you, probably who are doing volume professional detailing, like it's not a financially sound decision to use that type of, unless they come out with some kind of professional line. I don't yeah, think it's exactly. financially and I beneficial even, to the business, and nothing against them at all. 
they have their demographic and go for it. But that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I even tried uh, getting a, a wholesale account with them, and even then, you know, it's 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 hard to maintain a good uh, financial uh, side with, with using their products, which they have. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I use almost every single one of their products. I bought every single one. Not, I mean, not any of the new ones in the last year and a half, but back then, every, every single one I had it. And that's really all, all I would ever use. I was I was stuck on the CG CG train, um, and I, and again, like I said, there's nothing bad with their products. No, I don't not think. at all. Right. Um, no, and I was gonna say yeah, kudos to them for incredible marketing. Absolutely. If yeah, they put videos I, yeah, out and you consumed killer, the videos and then killer. bought every single one of their products, mm-hmm. well, I mean, yeah, I wonder I mean, if detailers should put videos me. out for their customers so that maybe prospective customers should watch videos of them cleaning cars no one's gonna watch. and not just fucking bragging about pictures but actually do educational videos on why customers should get their cars cleaned again do you think that would work no oh sure it wouldn't i mean no. oh okay yeah i don't think a client's gonna watch a, v- or a video of them detailing a car oh you're being serious yeah Oh, fuck yeah, let's go. No, let's go, then. Of course they will. Why would they? You never know until you try. You're saying, uh, uh, so my demographic is a 34-year-old woman who has four kids and drives an SUV. She's going to sit and watch a 15-minute video of detailers cleaning a freaking car? No. Really? I'm, yes, really. What if you get a videographer that designs the video and the process? Why are you nodding and, your head back and forth like <laughs> and, you know and, and plays the story out to specifically okay. market to that customer? Yes, for sure. If oh, you tell a story, if you're okay, if then into, you can quit bobbing your neck. Well, back yeah, forth. because I'm like, really, you're gonna come at me on that? Really? Yeah, I'm coming at you. Okay, bring it. It depends on how you story. No, 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 no. You said not at all. Now you're saying it depends. So I'm we're, we're leaning okay, towards so, that okay, direction. Okay, hold on. Back up. Okay, let me preface. The videos that Detours put out now, like as far as them showing off their work, no one's going to freaking watch I said that. that. Okay, I'm sorry that I uh, messed up what you were saying. <laughs> took <laughs> no, it the wrong you didn't. Way. <laughs> all, all I want is a little bit of community. That's it. <laughs> Right. No, that's my point. Like, he's saying that he consumed somebody's content. He then went and purchased what they were trying to show him. And that's that's the point of it. Okay. And so we have said that over and over. That's why I was like, really? Like, we've said that over and over. If you can find your target market, you can design your content to reach that target market. People will buy it. That's that's the that's the premise of what he said. Chemical guys develop content for him because he was their target. He watched it and he bought. It's that simple. It's simple. So as detailers can learn from that, develop content around a thirty-five-year-old woman going through a drive-through and her kid spills a drink, and you capture that moment. Yes. And if you capture that moment enough and continually put it in front of them. They consume that content, and then when they get to that drive-thru and the kid spills a drink, who are they going to call? Ghostbusters. They're going to call Ghostbusters, motherfuckers. Are we ready for round two? You're not. I am. I'm ready. All right, let's go. Are you drinking the same beer with us right now? I am not. I am working. <laughs> so you're drinking the same beer as us right now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Solutions uh, had a great time hanging out. Casey listens to the episodes. Hey, Casey, regular follower. Thank you, bro. And we had some really amazing beer, and was like, you know what? We've got to get back there, do a podcast, and do it from uh, Welltown. It? It's in downtown Tulsa. Oh, have you had any good beers lately? Yeah, I just told you, man. No, no, you said Coors Light. Hell yeah, like brother. I tell you, I had to do my own game. I don't do them. <laughs> That's not a good deal. No. Uh, actually, no. Not. George, are you headed home to get you uh, get you some DNR? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. All right, so, George. T- <laughs> I did. You what? I had some whiskey last weekend. Nice. Switch it up. You did. I What'd did. you have? What do you think? Crown? That's right. Okay. Yep. Crown of course light, man. <laughs> Way to go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Keep it original. Uh, George, so one of the other interesting parts of our launch uh, that we had, we, we got into more of like, we talked about business, we talked about how you got started, then we got into some more like what's going on in our lives. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that we've, we've said when we first started the podcast that we, we wanted to talk about detailing and life in general and i think you can have passions you can be in business you can do a lot of different things but the best way to do it is grounded in your own life and in your own beliefs on the way you should live your life um i wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about the way you are with your beliefs 
and open up uh, some discussion because we come from different backgrounds and it's not just DJ, it's not just you, it's not just me. I mean, we as a community of detailers all have different backgrounds as far as what our beliefs are. And let's just say it, you know, religious beliefs. And, and, and if, if we're going to have religious beliefs, you know, if part of our life is religion and the way we live, should that be interacted with our business? You know, should we put that out there? And I, I want to have that discussion, but I first wanted you to talk about, you know, who you are, uh, you know, in religion and what you believe in. Uh, well, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, um, and I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're Christians, you know, we just go by, you know, we believe in Jesus, and uh, we, we just try to do our basic morals, you know, don't lie, don't steal, don't kill anybody, you know, and I mean, it's definitely uh, something that I take um, in in account for my business because I mean as a as a person that tries to be honest with you know not only your customers but you know your employees yourself um, because easily as an employer employer you can you know kind of cheat your employees out of you know tips wages and stuff like that or or even a, a customer as well you could charge them like crazy and it not be of a even a you know dirty you know and every now and then we're gonna get those customers and you know I think it's nice to you know pay it forward and be like you know hey it's it didn't even take me as long as I thought or you know it, it's just my perspective um, and maybe there be as generous to be like you know what thanks for being honest you know you just take it or or some stuff like that so I mean I just try to be honest I just try to be you know humble and as, as best as I can to, you know, get on people's good side and whatever their beliefs are, whatever they think, you know, I try to, you know, just be a good, good human when it comes to business. So does that come from being a Jehovah's Witness or does that come from just the way you were raised by your family? I mean, and or is it just practical business? Like, it could just be your beliefs as a businessman and not so much a belief as a Jehovah's Witness. Like, to do the right thing in business generally means you're going to be more successful, especially the way technology is. And you fuck around with enough people, you're going to get bad reviews. You're going to get a lot of other things that happen. So it could also just be good practical business. I mean, Bible principles are what I try to go by. Um through my whole life, and I mean, you know, I recognize that, you know, nobody's perfect, there's going to be mistakes here and there, and especially owning a business, you can meet some people that can really, you know, push you, um, but that's when, you know, as in myself, as my personal beliefs, you know, I try to, you know, get as close to God as I can, get as close to Jehovah, and, uh, you know, follow the the basic morals uh, of the Bible, and you know, to help me. You know, and that's that's how I live my life. I think it talks a lot about drinking really good beers, doesn't it? 
and the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all in moderation. Yes, drink a lot of really good beer. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. Did you? I think I think I, I did. Think you went to Bible school. I think <laughs> you would know. I think that's way way, way in the back of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. I thought where people Testament. stopped reading. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that King? Uh, <laughs> it's something. It's a BS. <laughs> The longest book in the Bible. Oh, I have no idea what the longest book of the Bible is. Should look it up. Yeah. So, DJ, do you, I guess, I don't want to, you tell us your story. Who are you as as a person? As a, what do you believe in? Does it associate with your business? Give us that background. Um, so, I want to I think it has. I don't know. I, I'm a Christian for sure. Um, I came to believe Christ and went went into that you know lifestyle. Jeez, uh, eight, nine, eight, so almost 2011, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in the middle of there, the median. Um, I went on a uh, a Christian or uh, men's retreat and had an experience with you know with the Lord and. And actually, you know, began to understand what that's about and so forth. And, you know, I, but I've always lived my life with good morals, though, um, just all through life in general. Um, I think having this relationship now has been more, um, uh, I've been more grounded, I guess you can say. There's a source that, you know, I, that, that I can go to at all times. Um, but I'm not. I'm not an over-the-top, in-your-face type of Christian, I guess you can say, um, at all. Now, at one point I was, when I, especially when I first got saved, was that I was like, man, I want everyone to understand what this feels like. And then over time, life happens, and that just, you know, that that fire that you get when you, everyone, anyone that's been new to the state understands what I'm talking about. That fire you first get kind of wears out eventually. Some people doesn't. With me, it did. I was always connected. I always have been. I never like strayed from him or said he's not real or you know whatever, whatever. But um, I don't know. All my business principles that I currently have were already in step prior. I just have a greater foundation now. I have a greater, um, more structure now because I have you know God in my life. Okay. So you guys both kind of mentioned you know morals being a big part. So. Are morals a cultural thing, or are morals more a relative thing? I mean, how how does somebody define morals? Because somebody in Oklahoma City that comes from a religious belief compared to somebody in Tulsa with another religious belief with somebody from New York to Florida to Cap, like, everybody can have a different set of morals. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think I think a lot of people think that way. Yes, I, in, in my personal opinion, I think a lot of people think that way. Yeah. Think what way? What do you mean? That there's different types of, um, I guess you could say. What is acceptable or, to one person well, what is might not be acceptable to me and what for is acceptable? another. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. So then, how do you define as a businessman? having morals i think it's like common sense so like 
You're not going to cheat your client out of money. You're not going to cheat your team member out of their wages. You're not going to steal. You're not going to do something dishonest. Like, those are, I just think, should be basic morals no matter you're a Christian or an atheist. Like, that's freaking common sense. Like, you're a business paying someone money. You're going to have ethics, right? But there's companies all the time getting okay. in trouble for oh, wrong ethics. ethics. A- absolutely there are. So that's why I kind of want to ask and push that envelope and push that point. How do you define in business what is morally correct or should it or is it defined from the way you were raised, what religion you are, and how you operate in that religion? That's deep. You're getting into a deep thought. Because there's so many different variables and beliefs and okay so if there's so many different variables if there's so many different beliefs even on this conversation we have people that believe different things religious wise so then as a detailer should you put on your marketing because there's a lot of guys that'll do that a little christian fish or they'll put a this or put it like should you tie in your business with your religion it's your business, you decide to start your business, you do whatever the hell you want to do, and that's it. If people like it, then it's great. If they don't, then whatever. But do know, this is my personal opinion, do know that you could potentially lose some clients. You could potentially gain some clients. You could potentially piss some people off and offend them. You could potentially make someone like even more. But sharing religion on your business as your business and intertwining it is totally your your belief because you're the one that started your business. You're the one that works for yourself, so you can do whatever the hell you want to do. That's that's my opinion on on the whole religion and everything. I think it's there's a, there's a, there's a pros and cons on both ends, and it's up to you what you want to do. Even if you don't do it, you're still gonna have you might have consequences another way. You might bring yourself to I don't I don't know. There's just yes, you can definitely do that 100 percent. The quote of 100 percent 100 percent. But know that there could be repercussions just as there could any other way i like it george i mean uh, i think he's he's just right on that i mean you can really do whatever you want it's it's your business we live in a place where we have a freedom of religion so i mean you really could do whatever you want to do with your business but yeah there's going to be people that oh wow i don't i don't want to be like if i were to say you know Jehovah's Witness detail shop. I mean, uh, <laughs> you might have a very select clientele. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something. You know, just giving an example. I mean, unless you live somewhere else where there's a lot. I mean, Utah. Yeah. Is that where Utah. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody in Utah. That's Mormon. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mormon. They, okay. See but how, if you're okay. in Utah, if you're in the capital of it, you might want to say I'm a like. Mormon mobile detail. Mormon mobile detail, like <laughs> MMD. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah they're definitely there. I mean, it's it's whatever you want to do. I, my, me personally, it's not something I, I would ever do, just because you know this is something I do, you know, to get me, you know, to survive, to have a business. I don't think it's it it needs to be said. I don't think you need to do it, but hey, if, if you feel comfortable doing it and it's working for you, you know, go ahead. Uh, as Jehovah's Witnesses, we don't use uh, any crosses or anything like that. Um, but 
you know, if you want to put a cross or something like that on your business cards, you know, I'm sure there's the majority, I don't, I don't, I don't know the, the demographics, but I'm sure that the majority of the United States is Christian, you know, and you might think, oh, that might help you, but, you know, maybe a lot of people might not like it. I would say there's a lot of people that, you know, that don't. I think I've always struggled personally with associating the two is because if you tell somebody you're Christian, right, George, I don't, yeah. do you guys can, you call yourselves Christians, right? I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Somebody that goes to a Catholic church also calls themselves a Christian. Somebody that goes to another church, like, it can be, so, that's such a broad term, you never know which side of the, because you could talk to a, let's just say Southern Baptist, a Southern, strict conservative Southern Baptist would look at a Catholic and say, you're not a Christian. They might look at a Jehovah's, like, it doesn't matter, like, they could, one yeah. sector of religion can look at another sector and go, well, no, you're not, we're right, like, so I've never myself wanted to tie the two together. Mm-hmm. That's just my own, per- like, because I never know what side of the fence you're on, and let's not even have to divide, a, let's not even draw a fence, like, why can't we just be human beings? Which well, I loved what you said earlier. Just being a good human being, I think, is the best practice for business. Yeah. Sure. Doing what's right. So, all right, let's uh, let's rate this beer. Did you make it home yet? Yeah, I, I just got here. Man, you better run in and grab a beer and open it up. <laughs> I actually got a, a meeting today. Well, it, I got to go to church today. What's <laughs> so, the best time to drink before is before going. going to church. Yeah, it is. <laughs> In less than 30 minutes. <laughs> well, have a sip at least. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> have one later after church before you go to bed and then send us a selfie so we can post it. Yeah, there we go. All right, DJ, why don't you rate this beer? Oh, man. I'm gonna go four point six. Well, you went specific. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's yep. so funny? Four point six. Yeah, what I'm gonna go up. Um, What's the rating scale here? One, one to five. Oh yeah, one to five. Yeah. Uh, you want to go, George? I mean, it's your beer. I mean, you know what? It, you love it. DNR. Yeah. I mean, I definitely. So you don't drink in large quantities then more. You're more of you, you might have a couple here and there, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I could be wrong. I mean, you could I, kill it, you know, bad, eight bad, pack of this yeah, and, and be cool. I don't I know, could, maybe, but <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I I try to take it take it easy once it once it, it's good, it's good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know when it's good. Uh, I mean, I Sometimes I don't, and I continue to go, and I get even better. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go 4.5. All right. I will definitely, I think, start bringing this beer into the beer fridge because it really is a good flavor. You've got an incredible beer fridge, by the way. There's a variety of all oh, kinds of crafts. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I go in uh, there, I'm like, oh, Christmas. <laughs> I don't know what I want. Because 
there be times that this would be really great out on the back porch or once you get oh off yeah. a hard day. Yeah. Yeah, and it tastes good. So you're getting that like taste you want, but also with the strength you want. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's, that's a great. This is a, really ha- this is a great hard day back porch. Yeah. First thing you crack open. Or cooking. And then switch to truly. Yeah, right. Like right like, afterwards. <laughs> think of this while you're cooking something. Oh, this cook. was, I love to cook. No, I, in the summer I cook a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I cook, Marty. You I do. know how to make spaghetti. <laughs> and then a bunch of random <laughs> shit. <laughs> whatever I'm feeling at the time, I'm like, this Did you learn that good. off YouTube? Uh, <laughs> no, back in my early days. <laughs> Is very creative with food. I have definitely, I've I've watched YouTube videos to learn to cook stuff. I don't have the patience to sit and watch it. Though. I don't know to cook. I have. My wife and my ki- my daughter always watch these cooking shows. I can't stand them. Like I'm, I want it now. Like that, that's stupid to mm-hmm. watch someone cook food. So you gotta learn how to do it. Just throw uh, some shit in there. Uh, hey, so <laughs> our uh, tab out question of the day. Uh-oh. I came up with it. I thought it would be a really great ending to a discussion. And so I wanted to ask you guys what's your who your favorite biblical character mm. is and why. George? Ah, put me first. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd say Joseph. Um, Who's if Joseph? I'm, if, I'm say, if I'm saying it right in English. I mean, it's Spanish. But now I forgot his name in Spanish. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's Joseph. Um, he was sold uh, to an Egyptian by his brothers because he was the favorite. So this was a coat of many colors. Joseph got thrown in a well. Yes. Had a vision, like got thrown into a well. Got Preaching, sold. Marty. No, I'm just for people that want to know who Joseph is. I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. This is like it. Were the Jews captive? Were they? Slaves to Egypt at that time? I don't remember that part. Or this is way before that, wasn't it? Yeah, this was way before that. Yeah, way before that. All right, so go ahead. Sorry. Why is he your favorite? Oh, no, you're good. Um, well, the reason why is because when uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he made it to the top of, uh, top of the, uh, you know, Pharaoh's list, uh, was one of the high high guys in command and because he was really you know um given a, a blessing from god and you know when he was accused of something that he didn't do then he had to stay in prison for uh if i remember 14 years 15 yeah. years for something he didn't do and and never gave up you know and always kept his his strength um, believing in God and you know, you know, knowing one day, you know, hey, you know, it's everything's gonna be okay because you know, God is gonna take care of me. And so I, I definitely think of that all the time because you know sometimes things happen, you know, and it's, it's not your fault, you know, and and you just gotta have that patience and that uh, that faith. And he rose back to the top, and he was he was uh, ended up being the second and second to Pharaoh. So I think that's a great word where you said, so this is somebody literally thousands and thousands of years ago that 
something happened, it wasn't in his control, it happened to him. Basically, the story is the Pharaoh's, I think it was the Pharaoh, right? Or, or yeah. No, or, no, 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 it wasn't the Pharaoh, it was his boss, like, whoever, yeah, was, whoever bought him, he, yeah. he grew in that guy's territory, in his home, and that owner's wife was attracted to him and invited him in to, she wanted to, you know, fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he wouldn't Alrighty do it. Then. He wouldn't do it. And so then she flipped the card and accused him of rape. He gets thrown into jail. And like you said, for 14, like, he did everything right and still life happened to him. Like, we don't associate a lot of times in our lives, like, shit, things just happen. It's not even in our control, and it just happens. So then how do you progress and continue on with your life? And he spent, what did you say, 14 years in jail? Imagine yeah. jail back then. If, if are, you no. like, are you kidding me? Hell no. Are you kidding me? Jail way. back then? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Now, I mean, it, it's hard to, to think about how he suffered, but, I mean, it, it definitely a good motivator. Yeah. Good word, man. I like it, George. DJ? Um. I love the story of David and Goliath. It's a really mm-hmm. cliche mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. in the Bible. Very cliche. But it's so great. But it's 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 very. But it's very, so great. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> and like it's just, I mean, it's a little guy. Like, I mean, no one would have would have thought, but he had all the confidence in the world. I mean, like, that, I mean, yeah, that's it. like that's it. Everyone knows the story. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. We actually just covered that. Well, uh, in my church i think it was sunday we just talked about how it was crazy how the uh goliath uh, came at him with a sword and a and a shield and you know david said you come at me with the sword and the shield and i come at you with the name of god and that's it he didn't say uh i came at you with the rock and a slingshot i came at you with the name of god so he had that much faith that's a lot when you're saying in front of someone with a shield and a sword. Or in these days, that's a what? An AR-15 and a and you're holding a, yeah, a but little pistol? <laughs> he also knew that he had gone a through a lot of training. That's why he presented to the king, hey, I've killed a bear. I've killed a lion. I've killed it. Like, he also knew that he was very well prepared. All right. And if God hadn't brought him through all that. What's up? From a from everything that he'd gone through growing up. Come at me, bro. Then he knew and he had belief in God because God had he had been doing all that for many years. So, yeah, it's a great story. Definitely. Uh, for me, my favorite character uh, is Paul, I think. I've always been, in fact, maybe it's why I like to travel so much. Paul, the you know, he was a traveling apostle you know he was one of the few people that spent time with jesus and he was the resurrected jesus but uh i thought i've always been fascinated by paul and i think lately in my journey in life where i begin to question a lot of what the church teaches and why they teach certain things and distancing myself from the church but still believing in god and jesus and that whole thing is you go back to that point why would somebody who was raised throughout Judaism and grew to be one of the 
highest, you know, people in Judaism abandon that and then basically get beat and whipped and, and everything, you know, went through everything that he did. He got bit by a snake and survived. Like, he went through a lot. Like, why would he do that? Yeah. He must have really had a interaction with the risen Christ. Like, and that's really crazy to think about. Hmm. Like, I think Paul is a, is a great testimony to to the resurrection. Definitely. Yes. All right, so uh, give us your handles so that uh, we, if we so desire, we can uh, reach out and uh, have community. <sighs> community. George, what's your social media handle? Social media handle, uh, exclusive detail, OKC. That's Instagram and Facebook. That's awesome. Uh, no person, just have everybody go follow that. That's awesome. Go for it. Yeah, do it if you want. If you don't, then that's cool too. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us at Pints Polishing Podcast on Instagram. Because you guys know he'll give me shit. He'll give me shit if I don't plug that first. But no, if you're on the page, it's good. I like being on there. Um, also, at DJ Patterson for the personal page, if you give a crap about what I do behind the scenes. And then at EcoGreenMD for the business. Give me a shout. I'll give you a shout back. Let's talk. Nice, because he didn't used to mention EcoGreenMD. Yeah, I guess I mentioned it today because I'm actually back on it quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm there somewhere. That page has a lot of admins, so. Ah. If you want to connect with me personally, go to the DJ, DJ Patterson. Patterson. Nice. And uh, Marty L. Hill or Total Auto Solutions or. If you want to see Marty's. <laughs> dude, you're, you're <laughs> your Instagram. I, I'll wait all day to watch them all at once because they're just so fucking funny. It's so random. Like, you got just so <laughs> many things going on in your business, and it's cool to see it all. Like, cause you document so so you, you so my mind. You document really pretty much everything <laughs> almost. So, if you want a day in the life of Marty, just go watch his stories. Like, it's hilarious. That's funny. Good stuff, man. Thank you. George, you. man, thank you for taking time out of your work. Thank you for hanging out with us on your drive home. I hope you have a really great uh, evening at your church. And uh, really thank you for taking the time with us. No problem. Thank you, guys. I've been, been listening to the podcast for a while, and I was always wondering, hey, wonder if Marty's ever going to ask me one day, you know, let's see if he, uh, if he does or not. We'll see. <laughs> hey, if you're ever in Tulsa, hit me up. We'll go to lunch. Yeah, sounds good, man. There's a good Chinese sure. place right down here. Did you? Did he come to? To- he came he to Tulsa we went today. Down to so why did we not we, record live? Because it, he wanted to go to lunch with me, and we went and hang out. Like we had our moment, man. Don't hate. Hey, uh, whenever Don't you're hate. ready for the moment, me and we, you were gonna have together. I love that. We're not gonna invite Marty though. Sounds good. All right, cool. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> All right, George. Have a good night, hey, bro. Hey, thanks for going on, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, guys. See ya.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Paul J. Daly, and I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, The Automotive Manifesto. Um, the subtitle is How Brand Connection Can Save Retail Automotive. And this is a book, you know, geared toward the automotive industry, but really it's a book about brand and a book about connecting and pretty much saying that marketing and sales and the tactics we've used for years and years that were pay to play, that were advertising based, that these things, if you ignore connection and ignore building a brand, that actually empathizes and understands people, well, you're simply not going to survive. And we've seen this over and over. So I hope to shoot a little bit of energy, put a little steel in the spine of the people building brands and willing to make the change and in innovating. Uh, this book's specifically a little more in automotive, but I think if you're into company culture, if you're into brand building and marketing and just understanding that it's a journey and it's a decision you make every day can get something out of this book. So I hope you check it out. The Automotive Manifesto, How Brand Connection can can save retail automotive.